Yes, guys, what's going on? Uh, welcome back to episode six of Cam's Conversations. Uh, thank you for tuning in and listening. Um, today, I'm joined by my good friend, Jean, um, who I'm going to let him tell you uh, a little bit about um, a little bit about himself. Um, so, Jean, welcome, bro. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Cam. Um, yeah, my name's Jean. Um, currently live in South London, but originally born in Manchester. Came down, we say in May, whenever I was like two and a half, three. So, yeah, born up there, but bred here. So, very much have the experience of a of a Londoner, but I have a, a soul of a Northerner, I like to say. <laughs> um, yeah, currently working as a fitness trainer. Um, probably been doing that for over a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, been a bit of a, a whirlwind, especially with COVID and stuff. It's kind of taken like four to five months out of my development, mm. or you could say sort of experience within that. But I've gained so much from it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interest wise, um, originally I come from like an art background, I've been quite a creative person yeah um so that's something that is very still very dear to me but mm-hmm. I don't do it as much but I'm trying to pick it up especially now we're in a second lockdown so trying to get the creative juices flowing again I guess yeah man sick see me me and uh me and arts we're not friends we're not pals bro. <laughs> see, I mean, the best you'll get me doing is then paint my numbers you know the ones where you've got the little gaps and it just tells yeah, you, yeah, yeah. that's me, by the way. I think, yeah, everyone's got the capacity to do art, man. You just got to have patience and, mm. and know that, like, anything that comes out, it's, it's like anything you do in life is is um, is practice. Like, people are born with talent, but mm. if you don't put in the work, then that talent means nothing, right? So you yeah. can always acquire something like that. You just have to put in the time. Yeah, man. 100%. Already dropping knowledge bombs already. We're only what, like, <laughs> 30 in. Cool. Um, so, uh, obviously, you're here today because you've been kind enough and brave enough to come on and enlighten us about your story um, and to help the people uh, who might be struggling watching this or who have an interest in the podcast. Um, you're here to enlighten us. So, um, today is all about you Um and all I'm going to say is, first question, um, what is your experiences with your mental health uh, in your, your years of life? Cool, yeah. First of all, I want to say, like, big shout out to you, though, because I'm a fan of your platform, first and foremost. Like, it's, it's very important for us males. It's for everybody, but especially males that we, we kind of, there's a kind of a stigma behind like mental health and sort of um, being open about it. So this is something I definitely wanted to jump on. Mm. Um, in regards to my personal experience with it, it's something that I never really deeply thought about until I was a lot older and certain life experiences sort of made me more aware that look, you're dealing with certain things and certain events in the past that have happened. Um, you've you've kind of suppressed like those things and haven't really dealt with them and thought about them and are you surprised later on in your life that 
you're sort of behaving or or reacting to certain things the way you are. So yes. I'll take it back to sort of personally being brought up in a um, single parent household and feeling like, you know, like you're kind of, it's just so me personally, it's me and my mum. Yeah. She she took me down from Manchester um, at early age. Sort of, she wanted a better quality of life for me. Just um, circumstances, like personal things. I think my grandma just passed away, and she couldn't deal with being around um, there at that time. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say she was running away, but I think part of her coping mechanism was to have a fresh start, uh, especially for me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we made our way down to London and sort of that's all I knew I remember I have this weird thing where I woke up when I was like three years old and that's like my earliest memories yeah being in this like flat in Streatham mm. thinking like okay what are we doing today sort of thing like yeah that's sort of like my first memories of of being conscious like a conscious human yeah and um, ever since then, it's it was just the norm, just me and my mum sort of navigating life, you know, the experiences. So we moved around a lot. And to me, that was normal. And every time I I met new people, um, to me, it was like, it was very interesting to see different sort of people because where I lived, it was very diverse. Yeah. Well, or should I say wherever I lived, it was very diverse. So I feel like I had a good um, perspectives on, on on different people. And it sort of brought me up to appreciate different colours, different cultures. Mm. I never thought about like, oh, I'm different to anyone else because everyone, everyone else around me was different. Yeah. Uh, so with that, I... It was, a, it was a good environment to grow up in, even though I was moving around. Not like a lot. I would say like every 10 years I moved up until the point where I moved to like the Croydon area. Yeah. And that's sort of where I resided for most of my life. So I lived in in um, actual Croydon and I moved out to um, South Norwood. Yeah. And I've been here literally... Um, plus 15 years now so this is my home like um so with that growing up in like a like we know Croydon it's almost like its own sort of town or city but they don't give it like township no there's so many people here and like even now with the gentrification and over the years it's starting to change and London are trying to embrace it more as like a sort of like a hub for like working class people mm. or or beyond. Um, obviously, we know it, it wasn't always like that. Mm. And the communities were very diverse and sort of growing up in that, I would say built me as the man I am today. Like yeah. going through so many different experiences, like from like, say like, so I'll, I'll break down sort of like, my diverse friendship groups that sort of kept me out of trouble, got me in trouble mm. and um, sort of taught me a lot of lessons very early yeah. on. Yeah. Um, 
so like I had a bunch of different friendship groups. Yeah. I was I was always seen like a, a social chameleon. Like I could really bed in with anybody. I could get along with with everybody, and I never discriminated. So no. like I had a a good mate of mine. I would always go to like the the scouts with. I was the only black guy or black kid yeah. in the scouts. Yeah, and. I always did feel a bit of a, a, a weird sort of vibe, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I was still very comfortable and 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 treated the same. But you know, you always hear little jokes, especially being um, like a, a, a at the time, like being young and not understanding exactly what being a mixed race um, person was, and um, like. You might have someone crack a joke about, like, I haven't got an example, but it, it's something that's borderline, maybe racist, or yeah. it's just on the cusp of, like, out of order. Yeah. And I'd either react a certain way, like, that's not on, or I'll sort of suss them out. I'm not one to to act upon my emotions, like, on an instance. I will suss someone out, because there's always a reason behind someone's sort of being a certain way anyway always yeah sort of navigating that but then unquote like having a lot of friends at school that lived in more urban environments and didn't have opportunities came from like immigrant families put into like social housing um on that poverty line yeah and seeing how those families and types of people sort of um, navigated the world and being friends with them gave me another perspective. I would say I was more on that on that line, but I had to escape because my mum would always give me what I needed to, you know, not necessarily be deprived. Like we didn't have a lot, mm. but she done her best and worked her ass off to make sure that I had what I wanted or needed. Um, So, you know, going to people's houses and stuff that didn't have much or having like brothers and sisters and stuff like that. And they had to share things and that, that gave me a great perspective and made me feel like appreciative of, of what my mum gave me at the time. And that, um, it it was sort of like a a weird sort of light bulb moment, especially as a kid. Like you're like, oh, like people really do struggle, but I didn't understand why. No, obviously until later on in my life. Um, with that, as I got older, more into a teen, you start to establish more of who you are and like you you kind of have certain bonds with people you might take friendships on from when you was a kid yeah or you might start to establish new ones and I would say that's a very key point in your development especially as a man yeah because you're gonna start to see a lot of sort of things thrown at you especially in the day and age that grew up being me boy, being boy, born in the 90s mm. 
um so i was i was very much placed in that that sort of that era where everything was very fast it's like a fast food generation right yeah so you consume things at a rapid rate technology is developing so much that adds peer pressure you've got traditional peer pressure where your friends are finding out about like like drugs and and sex and all sorts and of course you're you're finding this out for yourself me personally I've always had like I've always been a the type of person to sort of think for myself and not fall into certain traps that are like conventionally like traditional for like teens like my friends would be there like oh yeah let's go do so I'm just like what's the point like yeah nah like what are you getting out of that they, they, they'll list they'll, they'll always listen to me in that regard and I'll never tell somebody to like not do something but I'm just I'm I was always ready to say yeah I'm not on it yeah like but like, you know not, just to quickly butt in but yeah brother learn to do that because even growing up where time where you get yourself in them situations and like you're the only one that's not going for that. So you're, yeah. so you're with all your friends and you're out after school or whatever, or summer holidays and you've all decided to meet up and then one person just comes up with some stupid idea, but everyone follows it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're the, you're the only one there and you're like, personally, I wouldn't like, but it takes a man to stand up and do that because a lot of people... There's probably three or four people in that group that are at the same time that think the same, but because nobody's stood up and said anything, they're going to go with the other people. So I think that's, yeah. one thing, that's one thing you've got to credit yourself for is being actually that one to go, you know what, I'm not going to tell you what to do here, but what I will do, I will give you my personal view on it and you've got to think about the outcome here. So, yeah. But do you, you know what, bro? I credit that to my mum. She's always she's always instilled in me that you are your own person Mm. and nobody else is gonna take the fall for you. Mm. You are responsible for yourself and yourself only. And if you get yourself into some shit, then that's on you. And you can't your friends are not gonna dig you out. So that that from early she drilled that into me and I definitely subconsciously carried that with me because obviously you can take credit for like being a type of way, but you 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 are conditioned to be what you are at that that point. Yeah. Um. And forever on our learning and growing and experiencing. So, especially at an early age, like anything, any thought like that I had, I would attribute to my mum or somebody else because to grow to grow up or to to grow a human being it takes a village right it doesn't it doesn't just take like one person many people don't have their parents around for whatever reason um and all of these things we do go through do grow us as grow us as people so like yeah that 
that definitely would be a big thing because I'd say like don't get me wrong I've done some silly things because like you're with your friends or it's not necessarily to fit in or to impress people but sometimes as a human being you just you just do things don't you you don't you don't know why yeah but sometimes especially you when you're younger yeah oh, when you're young you don't think about anything really you just yeah it's just that it's just that bark or bite it's just go for it man but yeah it's it's this that's natural right yeah and then of course like you don't take an effect like mm. as a teen you're your hormonal human being mm. you're you're coming into you're you're growing into a body you're growing into your mind certain things sway you like especially as men like we it's very easy to just be like oh yeah I have a choice to do something that blah blah but like sometimes we just let our own inhibitions take over mm. and it only it takes a the honest human being to just be like look I just went for it like that that's what it is or other, you know, when saying someone gets in trouble and they're like, "Why did you do it?" You genuinely sometimes don't have an answer to why you did it. You're just just being an idiot. Yeah. Or you know, so you, yeah. You're just stuck there. You're just like, I, I like sometimes you. I wish I could tell you, but I don't. I don't have a, a valid explanation to that. So I can't. I, like, I can't answer your question. Exactly. But yeah, like. I think it was very it was very different for me in terms of my perspective due to me being an only child and having a lot of time to myself where I was just absorbing like a lot of things from different people from TV yeah I was I was very observant me being an artist I'm I'm always watching and replicating in my mind and that that's that's what allowed me to be like decent at art yeah and um I'd say that's one thing I've definitely carried into my adulthood is being a very good listener and being observant. And it's helped me in so so many other ways to sort of like help other people as well as myself. Yeah. But I would say I was guilty of not listening to myself. I was more worried about other people. So... I was neglecting that sort of part. And I would say that's where my personal mental health was affected. Like, because I'm always trying to help other people, whether it be my mum as a young child, sort of understanding her struggle to bring me up. Yeah. Or my friends going through some some stuff and being like, how can I help them? Or just being there, being a shoulder for for anyone that needed it. Yeah. But not allowing that same treatment on myself mm. and I don't know why but that that would always be like sort of like yeah I have to be the strong person I have to be the rock for all of my people because that's just what I do yeah and then in my adulthood that had really taken a toll on me to the point where I think up to last year I was having these 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 manic moments where I was you could explain it as like a panic attack, but I think I had a couple of them where my breathing just went nuts. Like I couldn't breathe properly. I was just like, I couldn't do anything, man. Yeah. And 
yeah. a lot was happening at that time. And of course, that was probably the trigger. But yeah. because of me suppressing probably a lot of anger, uh, um, not really asking anyone for anything, yeah. sort of not thinking that anyone can help me with my problems. So I'm going to suppress them or deal with them by myself, which yeah. it's really not healthy because no. where suppression, what do they say in, I remember someone when I, I was in Jamaica when I was younger I think it was one of my like one of my elders was saying like pressure burst pipe mm. and I didn't get what that meant and then I was hearing it again and again I was just like that that makes so much sense to me as a as, as a man today like you if you build up pressure this works for thoughts this works for emotion you hold that in one day it's going to explode it's going to burst and how the the effect that has on you as a person you you can't predict necessarily because you could have some underlying sort of emotional traumas that come out yeah. with like life stuff mm -hmm. and that can throw you one way throw you another way yeah. like I I'm I would say I was lucky because I I didn't have sort of like any like anything that really mentally pushed me into a a sort of a space where I needed like medication or mm. I needed like therapy in that regard. I would always recommend therapy. Yeah. Um, it's just a healthy thing right like for anybody even if you don't feel like you have any mental health problems and it's the the word problem is a problem like that's I would feel like why people would feel like it's more of a burden because problems are not good right so there's a negative connotation behind it anyway yeah it's just and it just comes with it because it's, it's two things it's mental health issues or mental health problems and then it's like, mm -hmm. as soon as you, I think as soon as you hear issues or problem, no matter whether it's to do with mental health or anything, instantly you think in negative. Because exactly. then two words don't come with, with anything positive. Like you've never had a positive problem or a positive issue. Like, exactly. Yeah. So it just like, you, you, you are literally, you're spot on because it's just, it's the same way you like and how I see it is physical health should be just treated exactly the same as mental health because they're both health aspects if you've got a bad knee you're going to go to a physiotherapist or a doctor or a GP or, or whoever no matter how bad it is because you just want a little answer so then why is it if you're a bit stressed and you might need to let off some some heat before pressure burst pipe yeah yeah why is it why is it looked at differently they're the same thing you're going you're, you're using them resources as the same for the same reason it's just that as soon as you hear therapy issue problem mental health instantaneously everyone's like oh like that's not good exactly. I, could, I could call you up today and you could be my therapist even though, like all, all I have to do, we could just jump on a call like this. I'll call you and say, Sean, I just need to let off some heat, mate. And exactly. you, you say, cool. And that, that's what they say, not to cut you, brother. That's that's 
like vital, bro. Like therapy comes in many forms. Exactly. And it's it's a very important subject right now with lockdown two happening. What's happened already? They're saying like mental health is going a bit crazy in terms of the negative aspect of it. Yeah. And like somebody was telling me that suicides have um, increased over that last lockdown. Yeah. Um, mental health in general has skyrocketed. And I wouldn't even say it's skyrocketed. It's probably always been there. But again, it's just these things, COVID being a trigger for many things in a negative um, way. And it's, yeah. it's good that light's being shone on these things. But there's been a battle for a very long time to have people realise that it's not a negative thing to talk about mental health mm. or to um, uh, recognise in yourself that you may need some sort of help. Yeah. And even if you don't, it's the same way you go to the gym to improve your, your physical health. And that may have an adverse effect on your mental health in a positive way. Yeah. This is why we should be keeping the gyms open, right? Mm. We should be actively sort of seeking a a, um, a, a mental gym yeah. in that term. So going to see therapists, talking to people. It's a mental gym. Um, it, it's the same thing. Like, they're not luxuries. I think more things are more accessible to us or it's just lack of education of of what is available yeah. and like the way the gym used to be seen as a luxury for people that can afford it it's very affordable now there's so many companies and good people like yourself that are giving access to fitness um like whether it be for free mm. or being at a low cost this is why what you've done yourself with mental muscle has been amazing. It's been it's been great to watch. Thank you, bro. And it's like we do need more of that stuff. But of course, you probably can tell us yourself that how much time it takes and how much of a toll it does take to put this on. Yeah. But wow. in order to grow something, you you have to put in the work, and that that goes with anything. But especially with stuff like this, we just need more good people like yourself to give back to the communities and to collaborate in, in other ways, to, to try and grow these things so they become a norm and they don't feel like they're sort of a niche yeah. within a market. Yeah. And I think, like, yeah, I just think you're spot on because where, you know, one, you know the one thing I've noticed since... Um, since the lockdown two got announced, mental health on social media has gone crazy. Every day I'm looking, if it's not people pleading for gyms to be open, it's yeah. people putting out uh, hotlines for suicide or anxiety for people to have a chat. And it is, it is everywhere on the news and everywhere you look, someone is talking about mental health somewhere which for, 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 for mine and your perspective and anyone who suffers with mental health, it is like, that is heaven to see because it's just like, 
this is finally being recognised as a norm. It's not a, oh, like, you've had, like, you've struggled with your mental health before, like, I'm going to stay away from you. Like, look, and getting looked at like you're different for having, everyone's got mental health because exactly. everyone's brain. Mental health comes from inside of you and all humans have the same insides. We, like, yep. as in, we have organs, we have a brain, etc. Exactly. But everyone has mental health. And when, you know, it's a crazy world because when you say that to some people, they're like, no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm like, have you got a brain? And they go, yeah. Do you use it? Yeah. Okay, you have mental health. Because sometimes all it can be, your mental health can be triggered just by the way you think. Yep. And that triggers everything. So I think it is, it's understanding that everyone has it, but some people deal with it better than others. Exactly. Those people being the ones that think that they don't have it because they deal... Some people, we're just, we're, like, like I said in my, my, one of my other episodes, we're all different. We're all unique. There's only one yeah. drawer. There's only one camera. And there's only one person listening. Like, but everyone has it. And it shouldn't be, like you say, it shouldn't be a, um, a luxury. It should be a necessity. Exactly, yeah. People should, people should go to a therapist once a month, let off some steam, get some professional feedback back, and I bet you, if we did that, if everyone took a trip to the therapist at the, on the last Sunday of every month or called a friend once a week, I bet people would feel a lot better for it. But yeah. it's that thing. It, yeah, like you said. It, it's, the, it's the stigma behind it because mm. people misconstrue the, the idea of mental health. Like... Because traditionally, you gr- when you grow up, you learn it as sort of like a. When I say a physical sort of impairment, as in there's something not right with your brain. Yeah. And to a certain point, there there isn't like the perfect brain. No. And some people are better at suppressing emotions and the way they think everybody you you talk to like a hundred people and you survey them and you sort of ask them some questions about themselves none of them are going to be the same and you're going to have things that line up and this is where a lot of things like to to categorize human beings which is, is so wrong is they try and put people in the same bracket but someone else might have something that's different to the other person but they share so many of the similar traits that oh yeah they're in this category and da, da, da. this is the problem with human beings today is that we try and put people in like bubbles, bubbles yeah. you're over here i'm over here differences these these things are taught to us and they're they're they are they're they're very toxic mm. in the in in we we grow up in like societies that have so many differences but as a world we try to sort of like exist like coexist and in in one 
big bubble which is the earth mm. but within that there's so many differences that there's gonna be conflict of those differences and that as the the earth becomes more accessible to to us these are going to intersect and unfortunately we find conflict within difference and the best thing we can do is to embrace these differences yeah. i don't I mean how times i can say that word but like but it's true bro it's more about collaboration living harmoniously together it, it of course it's not that easy to be like oh look everyone just get along yeah because that, that's not going to happen uh, it, there are there, there's going to be some people that don't want that they they thrive on conflict they they yeah. thrive on feeling superior to others yeah and again that is some sort of mental health like that I, I would say that this that that's a problem in itself me thinking that because that's me judging someone else's mental health to, to be honest I don't have the right to do it but it's sort of something that as a society we built in where we feel like we can judge other people whether it be a negative whether it be a positive because of course we still have these moral codes right and these things that we feel like as human beings we should all have in common and if there's a mass view on something um then of course you're going to react a certain way whether it be positive or negative towards it yeah and because of that those people on the other side of the line that don't share your moral compass um again it just comes to conflict right um but i've i've said this before and it's it's something that i i've how i've learned to deal with with difference um is not everyone's going to share your views um or or see the world you do mm-hmm. see the world w- the way you do yeah so listen to their perspective see you can't necessarily see the world through their eyes but you can you can grasp why and this is why conversation is important Mm. because if you don't take the time to understand why somebody is the way they are yeah then you're just gonna have these this friction between people because look it's a it's a it's a built it's sort of like a programmed um ignorance that we are like as ourselves we are born into the world by ourselves we'll die alone sort of thing that sort of mentality but the journey we take as human beings we have to coexist with with everybody that's on this planet and all the different um creatures that are on this planet so nobody is above anybody else Mm. of course we live in in a in a world where 
we've human beings are like on top of everything um so we take priority of 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 all of this yeah um this land we 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 take ownership of everything and that of course to to a certain extent it's needed yeah. but not as much as we think we need it like those that not to get like too deep into that but that's a big problem and these things are very detrimental to our negative mental health because we always feel like we need to own something where that we're the most important person if we're thinking sort of selfishly on the planet mm. or that our our collective group within our bubble are and that everyone else doesn't have the same significance that we do yeah so like if we continue to think that way like we're gonna have the same problems just remixed like look look at look at the way media goes everything's just remixed nothing's original anymore right and that's the same thing for our problems yeah the same you might get rid of uh uh a bad president uh, a dictator um somebody that's like enforcing something or directing people in a in a negative way which obviously is perspective mm. but when that person's gone if those same problems that have always been there are there someone else is just going to come and remix what they did yeah <laughs> yeah like bring their version of it exactly in if we don't bring any change any originality to the world then literally we just rinse and repeat rinse and repeat wow. like how how can anyone like really truly sort of like change anything if it's sort of like uh, do you know what I'll, I'll take that back in terms of anyone how can everyone collectively change anything because that's what it is it's it needs more than one person to to change it for it to become a norm right yeah and that, i think that's the big bit i i did probably take that the long-winded way but it's obviously as it just comes out in my mind that's that's the way it, it was sort of sort of um easiest for me to describe it but no, it's good for yeah me because then what you're doing is instead of cutting it to short so you understand it go to long-winded approach so everyone understands it and Ho hopefully yeah <laughs> you've, just, you've just raised a good point there because that's the same with life it's like ultimately i could describe something how i'm going to understand it and how i see it but if i can then change that to a perspective where i can elaborate on it and i can give points and i can give figures and examples more than just me is going to understand it so it's always going to be beneficial but yeah it's 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 such a weird one if i if i give another example of like my personal experience with 
with mental health. Um, of course, a big subject. This it's always been a big subject, but something that a positive thing that has come out of the lockdown and COVID and all of this is sort of a, a cry for equality for for um, for the Black Lives Matter movement and also these other things um, in the world where people are standing up and saying, "Look, this is enough." Mm. And I, this is this is that's the key point is people are coming together and saying look this is enough you this can't continue and this is what's going to happen until it does change yeah um because my 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 personal experience i would say this contributed to to my my mental health um in a negative way was growing up the way the police would treat people of color and the the common view is somebody of uh, a mixed race background has it easier than the the darker skinned person mm. um which is wrong because as a teen i'd say from the age of 14 all the way up to 18 yeah i would i was stopped by the police and targeted for no reason in i'm looking up from from 14 to 18 i probably was stopped by the police like over the hundreds for no reason they they never had any reason to stop me other than that are oh, you fit a profile oh we feel like you've just did this you're in an area that something's just taken place in but they never had any evidence or any other means to take that any further but never had a, a valid point ever to raise. Never. Police have never come to my my mum's door for any sort of suspicion of oh Jean's been involved in this and da 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 in in that regard. And there's one there's one instance that that sticks with me in my mind as an example. So I'm with maybe six friends and all of them are white mm. some officers come over to us and start asking us questions of why we're walking up this street that is like quite an affluent area mm. but we're cutting through to go to so we're coming from the lower part of Croydon trying to go up to Lades Park and in between there's just like a bunch of nice houses yeah like what we're not allowed to walk up the public yeah. road to get to where we're going, right? So they stop us. As if you're breaking the law. Two officers take me aside, and one's just talking to all the rest of the people. So while I'm being interrogated by these two officers, the others have sort of already wrapped up um like what they needed to ask them, and they've sort of like just let them be now. Yet these people, I'm telling them, giving them information, I'm saying, obviously, I'm not giving them attitude in regards to be like, I'm being difficult. I'm just being like, why am I being singled out? Why are there two of you standing in my face asking me why stupid questions? Two, two police officers for one drawn, and why is there one police officer for five guys? You think it'd be the other way around? 
So I tell them my name and they don't believe that's my name. So they turn around to one of my friends and say, is that his name? So I'm, I'm like, wait, so everyone else told you their name and it's, yeah, whatever, cool. I tell you my name. And you want to... And you want to you wanna press even more and ask me stupid questions. And then as soon as that was done, I said, look, right, I'm going to interrogate you. You tell me your name. You give me your, your number, your badge number. You answer my questions now. Oh, no, mate, we don't have to do all of that. Da, da, da. I said, no, you, my friend, you do. Because the same way I'm not being arrested and you're asking me questions, yeah, I'm not arresting you, but you're going to answer my questions. Otherwise, we're going to have some problems. So they started to get a bit edgy and be like, oh, just, just go on your way. Da, da, da. I say I ain't going nowhere without your names and your badge number. So back then, see, ask for my copy. Everyone knows how it goes when you get stop and search. You you can ask for like the the the, the transcript, the, yeah. the copy, another copy for your personal use so that if you have obviously if you have any like grievances you can you have evidence for that right and they'll be an iffy about it and saying like oh yeah oh, don't worry about it da, da, da. I said no nah, like that's my right to have that so you're gonna well, I'm gonna stand here and you're gonna stand here and you're gonna you're gonna give me what I want pretty much and yeah I got that off them but for me I didn't I I, I don't wanna obviously like in certain environments, we don't really respect police for those reasons. So I wasn't then going to go and snitch on them and say like, ah, oh, yeah, police are harassing me, da, da, da. But at least for, for my own sake, I had that interaction with them so that they know if they ever come across me again that, it's not going down the way they think it is that they have all the authority and that they're here to push their weight around. No, your public servants here to protect. Yeah, and I say that very lightly. You're not here to abuse your power. And just so that they know that harassing people of colour is not on. To say if that, that, that got through to them or not in that instance who knows i i i never saw them again but the funny thing is that was the last um interaction in that sort of stop and search manner that i ever had with police yeah so it it, it sort of stuck with me because for years i was always moaning to my mom saying look ah oh, the police stopped me again for what oh because they, they're telling me that I graffitied over here when that graffiti, everyone knows that graffiti's been there for years and all of this business. And uh, we, we feel like you match a, a certain description. Like, they just, what, what do they want from us? And then as a as an adult, seeing how the same problems that I dealt with as a, a, as a kid and a, and a, and a teen, are still happening in this present day and sort of me feeling that frustration for them because I understand what it's like to be them. And a small group of the population, 
account for a lot of these like violent crimes and and dodgy going ons. But that doesn't give you the right to alienate a whole spectrum of 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 people yeah. because ah uh, it's more of a, a preventative action like because this the uh because people of color are traditionally um seen in this light we feel like the better way to deal with it is to 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 get it before it happens i'm in my head thinking what is this minority report like yeah, what is- can you see in the future like what's what's it's sick man it is sick, and you know what? I've got something that happened to uh, something that I see the other day, right? So I'm driving home from um, from work, and imagine um, police are doing, uh, you know, when they just do this the like insurance check. So you're driving, and the, the police officer will just be like, "Come to the side," and it's yeah, take your reg and all that. I'm driving, and there's cars in the in the thing and I didn't get pulled over but obviously human nature you just you're nosy right you just want to look yeah yeah. looking there was cars there everyone was black and I'm driving around and I'm just thinking am I I seeing this correctly like after everything this year there's two two cars there and both of the people standing on the side of the road are black and I'm just thinking, there is hundreds of cars driving past. Like, and I just drove past and instantly, I was just furious. Like, I, I just had this anger build up and I'm just thinking, yeah, I can't even imagine, obviously me speaking as a white, a white male who's never had to experience anything like what you've had to go through and all of this. Yeah. It infuriates me, and even I can't even imagine how you must have felt after that encounter, and how so many people must feel when it happens. Because it is just—it's degrading. It's you're de- you're degrading a human, like, and you're treating them as if they aren't a human. And I just—I drove past, and I just thought, like, I am like seriously angry, and I just—and it stuck with me. And even the other day I was driving, I drove past the same bit and I just popped into my mind and I just could feel this anger build up. And I just think you're just abusing your power and stereotyping and how, and I just don't know how it still exists in this day and age and everything that's happened this year. um, I just, I just, honestly, I find it crazy. And I just hope that one day it just, never ever happens again because the degrade a human and to make them feel like like I, for you to get stopped and just and for them to say oh I think you graffitied on this wall or oh you match a you match a description and not like you're putting you're putting they're putting you in a bubble and they're expecting you to just bow down to them and just oh sorry 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 like and it is it's just an it's a it's an it's an abuse of power and it just it needs to stop like you can't it can't keep happening like it's 2020 like how is this stuff still happening so like yeah like personally of course when those things happen to you 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 are infuriated and 
what makes it worse is because you obviously you talk about these things with your friends and like people that are are living the same sort of experience with you in your environment mm. it it makes you more angry because when you swap stories or sort of you know you you share your experiences that just adds to the fire right it just adds fuel to the fire because now there's a bunch of angry people young people that are trying to navigate the world and don't really have a great grasp on what's happening in their life. They have things in their life that are not, in my experience, that are not great, that they don't have the opportunities of other people. And on top of it, they're, they're being... Um, made to feel like they're even lesser of a person yeah because be it you come from an environment where you don't have those opportunities and you have this particular group of people that are always out trying to pin something on you or belittle you yeah. um or like always feel like they're watching you like that that dodgy security guard in in a supermarket when you walk in I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have felt that and it's not just people of color in the environment because there are there are people of other ethnicities that live within those poverty lines that are seen to be in that category mm -hmm. and experience the same hardships that people of color do as well yeah and it just creates a a bad taste in the mouth of the people that live in these places or or grow up a certain way yeah and i i think that's a big point as well because it's it's not just a particular type of person and i wouldn't just say they just target people of color mm. and that like if we look at it if we think of how diverse the UK is and how many different um people there are yeah and it's it's ever evolving because right when you was younger you might have just seen like the, the sort of like I'll call it like the base sort of like immigrants of the time because it, it they built off sort of like the British Empire so those were the 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 people that were in the UK be it you be Indian be Jamaican African yeah and then as society has developed all these other um people come into the mix and have adopted a lot of the bullshit mm. that the people that have been here the longest have had to deal with yeah and they're coming from war-torn countries and things that they already have to deal with that a lot of mental health if we bring it back to that has been carried across the border so on top of what they already have to deal with they have to deal with the bullshit that's happening within this western country that 
to them they've come here to seek a better quality of life and shit it's no different to where I was in in my country and it's not that's not sort of everybody but there's I'm sure there's a a big part of the population that have experienced some sort of um, trauma that has led them to want better for themselves or some hardship in their life where they feel like this country is the best place for them Mm. all they have to do is get here somehow or or whatever means they do get here um and then when they're here they're they're treated like shit again it's just another tier of 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 um of people thinking they're better than other people and all of this stuff and i would say there's been a big wake up moment in in regards to all of these subjects we're we're talking about they all they all intersect into each other and slowly but surely people are being made to be like accountable for these changes that need to happen because the people in terms of the way technology has has developed and it's more accessible to everybody in in regards of whoever can you know it's more of a, it's more of a consumer thing it's not exclusive to the the governments and stuff like that Mm. that we can connect and collaborate more and hear different people's voices from different parts of the world and even in your communities there's a lot of people that don't travel out of their postcode and you can see how the person in in north in east in south in west how they live how someone lives up north down south yeah and we can connect and see that these are not problems that are exclusive to your environment and that it's you're not alone and that's Mm. the big part you're not alone and together we can change it all yeah and that's something that we have to we have to hold on to is the the togetherness and the wanting to change um whether it be negative or positive because Mm like we 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 as people again it's very easy to fall into your your selfish bubble and just care about yourself but a lot of the things that affect you personally are things that you cannot affect by yourself yeah so yeah i don't know i, I don't know what else to add on that one <laughs> you know, i think you i think you've got your point across very very well um so that would that would lead me on uh perfectly to my next question um in the times where you've been struggling uh and maybe your mental health uh hasn't been the best um did you find that the the environment that you placed yourself into or that you fell into naturally um do you think it led you to a good place or a bad place? Did you pick up good habits, bad habits? Was you hanging around good people, bad people? Um, yeah, kind of elaborate on that. So because a lot of the... I'd say I'd, I became more woke to my mental health yeah. 
pretty late on in terms of of course I was aware of like what was going on in my head but mm. my coping mechanism was to suppress sort of emotion and people that know me know me as like a quite a calm person very 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 easy going but again that was it wasn't a facade of just like deflecting my problems and making people feel I was okay because generally I was but somewhere inside me there were problems that I wasn't dealing with in the best way possible and I never found an outlet in terms of dealing with those situations as they came so again I was harboring those those things in the back of my mind my actions sometimes especially as a teen I, I can look back and say look there were certain situations that you were in it wasn't because you was a bad person it's because that you had these problems you were looking for an outlet to to let out your frustration to let out your anger there were times like I remember being younger and just punching holes in my door for no reason mm. and feeling this, this rage and having it kind of it coincided with me um so I played sports a lot mm -hmm. um growing up and I found myself in a period of my life getting injured a lot and these times that I didn't have um my sport I found myself becoming more frustrated with myself with with like situations that weren't that big at the time mm. but I would just blow them out of proportion I had enough self control to not let it out on other people most times mm. but I definitely had an anger problem to the point where I felt like let me be destructive in other ways mm. And of course, like, there might have been a point of time when I was a teen that I would have, I wouldn't say I fell in, like, all, I would say all my friends have been, like, the most genuine sort of relationships and we grow as people. I'll never put any, um, any situation that I've been in um, down to anybody else because at the end of the day, any decisions that I've made are mine alone. Of course, you can be influenced into certain things, but if that thought's in your head, it's in your head already. Yep. Um, and whatever you're capable of, like you, that that's you. Like no one's no one's forcing you to do anything. So, I would say, like especially you know, growing up in in certain areas, there's going to be tensions between people that are in the same situation as you and you like you get into some shit that isn't for like the general public in general like no one necessarily knows this stuff's going on like sort of not not incriminating myself but I, I went I didn't go down that like a true dark path but I was involved in sort of more of times where I had conflict with other people yeah um and that sort of for a short period of my life before I sort of snapped out of it it kind of gave me an outlet 
to 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 get that frustration out and then at that point of waking up and being like look you're you're gonna bring problems to your front door yeah. and this is not how you've been brought up no. let's nip that in the bud um because generally as a person you don't you couldn't really no one can turn around and tell you look John he's a bad person or uh, I've got problems with him or issues with him yeah and that's something I pride myself in. Like, genuinely, someone come to me and tell me that, like, me and you have problems or that I've I've done something, gone out my way to be spiteful or, or do something to, to hurt you as a person. So something, obviously, it's it's my mum in the back of my head telling me, kind of guiding me out of that, that darkness. Mm-hmm. So she was my, sort of, my light. Um, bringing me out she was that that thing we're talking about there are many ways to deal with your mental health she was that thing for me at the time Mm. but as I got older and I was growing into my manhood certain things boiled over life where she could no longer be that 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 thing that that helped me anymore because it might have been problems with her personally and stuff or just things that I harbored as um, from as growing up. And um, obviously people have their things in their life that not everybody's perfect. Nobody's family is like mint. So I found myself becoming, as things in my happen as things in my life transpired, I found myself feeling more alone as a person. And I didn't know how to deal with that because now I didn't have, I thought in my head that I didn't have anything like that I could, I no longer had anyone that could help me to deal with those situations. So I became more that characteristic of suppressing and harboring these feelings became even more intense because now I'm I'm a man and like society tells us that you're weak if you if you if you like express some sort of conventionally weak thing like that made me even more weak as a person because now I'm I'm thinking to myself, bruh, there's no outlet now. Mm. And I can see how other people end up in sticky situations because they feel the same. And as a as an adult, you are more capable of of things that can endanger other people or yourself. And like of course I still had that moral compass that didn't make me fall into any of those things but I still didn't have a way out and I think that's where I refer to me having that sort of panic attack was just literally just I couldn't get out of like there was no more room for any more bullshit like it needed to go somewhere and at that point, it was just like, 
shit, I don't, I don't know why this is happening, but at the same time, I do. Yeah. So it's either you stand up and be accountable for what's going on and find a way out, or you let that happen. And yeah, within that time, like it was crazy. Like so many things were changing in a in a, in a positive way for me because. Like prior, I'd say prior to us meeting in um in um the Nike camp, yeah. like I was at a point where I was like, shit, like this art thing isn't really going the way that I wanted it to. Like I'm not enjoying it. Mm. I needed a change, but I didn't know because I pr- pretty much put all my eggs into one basket. Yeah, I didn't see an initial way out. Yeah. I'd, I had one skill set that I was aware of, of course, subconsciously, like I was being I was being stupid, like we we are capable to do anything that we put our minds to. Mm. And we're taught by people and, and sort of media that you have to have a particular skill set to to be able to do things or a requirement or you have to tick this box to do other things. But I'm, I'm literally like, if you put your mind and give yourself the time to learn how to do something, you can do it. There's nothing you can't do if you don't put the time and effort into it. Yeah. And also it's, it's, a, it's a process of trusting the process and not giving up and being defeated by negative. Yeah. And that's something I learned very quickly. And if I just looked back at my life to that point, I realized, look, none of this stuff you actually planned for or could like see into the future, like they, this is what I'm gonna do. And this is some a big problem that we have is we get told we have to fit into certain boxes and and have certain things by certain ages and also by family peer pressures of external if we if we just say external peer pressures of oh you're really good at that so you should do this or this is a good paying job so do this yeah once you eliminate that from your mind you open yourself up to so much more opportunity um and you don't have to know what that is this is the problem is now we're thinking Oh, I really want this. So how do we start to try and we start to try and piece together all the bits before we've actually done anything. And that builds frustration, that builds fear. Mm. And things that scare us will repel us away from that, that, that thing that we want. And I'd say a big thing because people are educating themselves more on on themselves their brain things like manifesting and sort of bringing things uh, dreaming things into existence that sort of thing have become more apparent to people and it's all it boils down to is putting light into your situation loving what you do not doing it for anyone else but yourself yeah. um having a positive outlook on life understanding that there is negative and that it will always be there but there's always some way to deal with the negative mm. 
because you can't have the light without the dark, right? Mm. They they will always co they will always coexist, and it's for you to 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 continue to understand that nothing is like a linear path. There's always ups and downs, and you need to really experience life right you need to take everything the bad and the good this is what makes you into the person that you are yeah um and yeah that 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 sort of realization for me was what took me out of that hole like personally it was talking to people and resolving these problems with with the people that I had the problems with or having somebody listen to the problem that I had mm. and just being there to listen. They didn't necessarily have like an input that resolved anything for me, but it was the fact that it gave me sort of somebody to bounce what's going on internally in my mind mm that helped me sort of start to progressively become a lot more healthy in, in the way I felt. Mm. And that brings me to where I am today. I feel like I deal better with pressure and knowing who I am as a person. Whereas before my mind was foggy a lot with a lot of the bullshit that is thrown out in, into the world that we consume again bringing it back to this fast food sort of generation that we're in is it's so much information and i feel i feel sorry for the next generations coming up underneath us mm. because they're going to have so much more to deal with yeah got to take hope hopefully we can deal with some of the problems that we have now so that they have a better idea or just a better quality of life than we have and that the past generations have had um and making things that are not sort of if we go back to to mental health as as a subject um making this a thing where it is just the norm in schools to have more conversations about mental health and and times where we talk about it in schools of course i know a lot of when I was in school, they didn't have this, but I know a few schools sort of have like mental health nurses or places that kids can go and talk yeah. to particular people for any reason, yeah. but not having that feel like a stigma to the rest of the, the kids or pupils in school where it's like, oh, look, so-and-so is going to talk to 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 the to the nurse about their, their problems and stuff mm. because everyone has problems and like a lot of that, that bravado is deflecting their problems onto someone else's problems because that makes you feel better about yourself, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, it's it's those it's those it's those sort of things that we need to just just wake up to and just be like, look, like yeah. everybody goes through the same shit, man. Like, why why do we have to go? feel like we need to go at it alone and that's 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 my personal sort of that was my personal battle mm. and that's something now I'm more more aware of and and want to help 
I want to help other people that 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 have those sort of similar thoughts that I used to have. Yeah, I think anyone listening that had them similar, I think you've definitely helped them today, bro. Um, well, I did have one more question for you, but I think you answered it in that one. All right. Yeah, you said something. You said there was there was like three minutes worth of advice there. And I was just sitting there thinking, oh, this guy is dropping bombs. Like you said, um, you said some great things. But my last question was going to be, if you've got anything else, cool. if you could go back to a time where you were struggling and you could give yourself advice in that moment, what would it be? See, I'm not one to sort of think like, uh, if I could change something, I would. Because if I did, I wouldn't be the person I am today. Okay, so if I... But if I, if, I, if I had the opportunity to... Yeah. I'd probably go back to me as like a that frustrated teen and I'd be, look, you're, 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 you're doing good you're on the right path. Yeah. Don't let anyone sway you from, from that because you're going to come. I would, you would learn these things anyway, but just to, to, to comfort myself mm. and say, look, you're going to go through some, some bad and you're going to go through some absolute amazing um, highs, right? Yeah. Just keep being yourself and being true to yourself. And I, I think that that's something that I would. Obviously, I had the capacity and have in myself, but it would have been nice to have some reassurance from something external like that. That's why I feel like it's important for us as sort of like young men to talk to people that are, are a lot younger than us. Yeah. And now coming up and just reassuring them that like, that same thing, like we may have gone through different um, situations and, and had these different hardships. But look, everyone goes through something. No one's bad is, is um, worse than anyone else's. Like their problems, everyone's got problems. And that, that's part of life. Like don't let that discourage you from from being your true self yeah and doing and doing the things that you want to do and chasing chasing what you you acquire in life i guess look i'm i'm 28 yeah and i'm still trying to figure it out and yeah people will tell you oh yeah by the time you're 28 to up to 30 you need to have all of these things sorted and you need to be like married and in a relationship and have kids and stuff. Like shout out to those people that have done that, but that's not my journey. Exactly. And I'm not trying to force feed any sort of reality because I could be missing out on the most amazing opportunities or meeting the most amazing people because I wanted to force my my piece of the jigsaw into other part that doesn't fit you know yeah I think it's important to remember that as well because obviously like what we've touched on growing up in 
our world right now is like you see all these motivation pages on on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and all right, they're doing a good job at motivating people and stuff, but I wouldn't take in everything you see on there. Um, exactly, yeah. The whole get rich by 22 and be married by 28 and settle down and do this and do this because like you touched on a second ago, if you look to do these things, you could be ruining all the moments that were planned for you later on in life. Or, Real talk. Or because you wanted to fit in to society uh, and kind of get that gratification from society. If you get what I mean? Yeah. What do they call that? Toxic positivity. Yeah. It's a real and thing. It's a it, real it's, thing, bro. We, we see it every day. Like, yeah. We consume it so much that it goes to the back of our minds, but it's there burning in our subconscious. Yeah. And it, that's the, I would say that's the most dangerous thing because the thing that's sort of ghosting in your mind is slowly drip feeding into the way that you behave. And that has a, a as big an effect on you as something that you feel like a, a traumatic sort of negative thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that no wonder people have negative mental health um, sort of problems because you've got all of these things that are trying to to turn you into the person that they want you to be yeah. and not allowing you to discover yourself, yet telling you, oh, yeah, you can be your individual self and find out what you want to do and da-da-da, but nothing's really built for you to do that you have to you have to really go out and experience that for yourself and and really eliminate what doesn't work for you mm. you've got to try it you've got to try it you got and you have to fail as well failure big, failure is part of it it's big always, fact it's not always going to go 100 percent, and you're not always going to be motivated and you're not always going to get what you want but you have to fail and take that step back to take two steps forward. Like exactly, instead bro. of working a job that you don't want to do, but you're you're earning good money. Okay, that's that's good, but money's not everything, and you need to understand that quality of life and how do you help people? What do you what do you bring to your community? What do you do to make other people's lives better? Sometimes you should take that pay cut for a couple of years, build your own brand, build your own self up. And what you'll find is that you're doubled in richness because you've got personal richness in happiness, but then you're also making the same, if not more, and you're doing what you love. So, And I'm, I'm definitely looking at somebody that's on that journey, bro. You and yourself, for someone so young to to already be on that on that journey and be on your way to to sort of letting yourself experience these things in an in in not a traditional way is it's amazing today it's inspiring for myself because me at your age I don't think I had the confidence to do that I was living in fear and that's the biggest problem is I don't deal with fear in a conventional sense of oh look there's something dangerous coming at me I will run at those things the things that I am most scared of are the things that 
sort of affect me on on terms of my quality of life and the way that I'm living. But I'm an absolute nutter when it comes to to the extremes and pushing myself. Um, that might be my balance yeah. of of the way I deal with things, but I wouldn't change it for anything. But now I'm becoming a lot more woke to dealing with those things, the invisible fears, because all fear is, is overthinking. And if you learn to bypass that and, and deal with it as it comes and to experience it, as you said, failure um, or just things not going the way you particularly thought it would. No, yeah. But taking something positive from that experience. And that's that's what's key, man. 100%. Well, uh, John, personally, or well, on behalf of me, and I'm sure everyone who's going to watch this, um, I just want to say thank you. Uh, because Thank I, you, brother. I feel, well, leaving this call, I feel very, very motivated, very inspired and even though I knew you, um, like I said before, I didn't fully know your story. Um, and I knew you was, you was a wise a wise person from conversations we've had before and um, the things you portray and stuff, but I didn't realise you was on that level. Um, so I just wanted to say thank you. I've learned a lot, a lot, a lot from you. Um, and yeah, you inspire me big time and I always watch your stuff and I see what you do. Um, and just stay consistent, stay working. Um, and yeah, man, yeah, you're going to the top, my boy. Love for that, brother. Same to you, bro. It's been an absolute pleasure to jump on your platform and sort of share my experiences. That's, that's what we need to do more as people is to share and not be so selfish with, with the things that we know because you never know what can help somebody else. And I'm not saying that, like, whatever I said, is necessarily going to help or is the better view but it's my perspective and and what helps me and someone else might think like me you know so you having this platform is absolutely amazing brother and I want to see it skyrocket and get even bigger I want to say to everyone please support Cam and his all of it all of the things that he's doing he's not just doing this podcast he's you know he's putting on things for people where they can exercise and you know get into necessarily like people are not necessarily um confident enough to step out their house and work out and talk about these subjects and what he's doing is absolutely amazing he's given a a safe place for the community to to come together and I hope it, it spills out of the community and, and becomes something where the world can benefit from it. And I think this platform is doing that in, in, in some way. So, so now big up to yourself, bro. And, and just keep, keep the faith with what you're doing. Keep being consistent and yeah, trust the process, bro. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, absolute pleasure, bro. So everyone else, uh, on behalf of me and John, Thank you very much for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe. I'm going to leave um, Jean's uh, Instagram in the in the link below. Go and check him out. Go follow his stuff. He posts some good stuff um, and brings you brings you the good energy that you need. Um, I'm trying. You, you don't need to try, but it comes. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you all for watching. Make sure you subscribe, like, comment, 
um, and spread the word. Uh, and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you, John. Take care. Take care. Thank you, Baba. Take care.